Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I am super excited to have Nikki Toon on the show. Nikki is an intuitive spiritual practitioner, tuned in an inspired soul, which is her company, focuses on the spiritual work of tuning into the limitless potential of source and allowing inspiration to carry you to your fullest growth and potential. Nikki believes we can all tune in and be inspired for our soul's journey. It is important important in today's world to learn how to tap into our own innate power and wisdom. Nikki has a passion for empowering adult children and parents through spiritual exploration of gifts, intuition, and self-confidence in order to collectively awaken humanity. Welcome to the program, Nikki. It's amazing to be here, Marla. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, it's a pretty powerful bio. (laughs) A lot of words in those bios. I love it. So let's just start, start at the very beginning. How long have you been doing this work? Oh, wow. Uh, specifically working with with uh, children and parents. Well, I would say that before we had our, you know, big world event where everybody had to stay in their homes, right. I was working professionally with with parents and children. Um, and I was trained to be, um, you know, a support for parents in their parenting journey. I was educated to deliver workshops and resources for families struggling with their parenting experience. And I was also trained to work with children and help them with their healthy childhood development, you know, with regards to all the areas, whether that was, you know, social, emotional or physical. And so I worked with with families in general, professionally. But when everything kind of changed, I realized that, you know, going within, I loved that work. But what I love more is my connection to my spiritual practices and the exploration of my spiritual self. And so I really wanted to take this new refreshed opportunity to weave in what I was really enjoying working with parents and children in the community, but also bring in concepts that, you know, a lot of parents like myself are really wanting to know more about how can I, as a parent, parent them in a spiritual way? How can I help and support my children to develop their spiritual gifts and self-awareness as well. So essentially it has been really enhanced because of the big, you know, world change that we experienced. Um, and that was a major gift for, for me actually to evolve what I was already doing initially. Mm, beautiful. Yes. This um, topic is really blossoming. I just not recently, but a few months ago, I was at Columbia University speaking and Dr. Lisa Miller, who wrote Raising a Spiritual Child, 
I think that's the proper name, but it's Dr. Lisa Miller. And it's all about exactly what you're talking about. And she also had had her own spiritual transformative experience, I would say. And now she's really trying to bring it into the school. So it's, it's so important. And thank goodness the, you know, academia and, and the professional, I guess I could say the professional world is, is now, um, accepting it, I guess, more of the scientific world. So you talk about always being a spiritual and intuitive child. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how it manifested and how your parents dealt with that? <laughs> you know, I've, I've always, I can't remember an awakening moment. I really don't have this moment where I woke up or I was slapped in the face by spirit or, you know, people have amazing stories. I don't have a story like that. I just always loved anything esoteric. I was in the kid in the library pulling out the books from the, you know, new age or occult section or whatever. I was deeply, deeply interested in ancient mysteries and, you know, uh, the paranormal and all these unexplained phenomena, you know, um, mysteries that were unsolved and things that we, you know, of course are still learning about now, but that was where my interests always were like, always. And I always kind of felt that there was way more to this, this living situation, this life. And I had a deep curiosity. And, <laughs> and so uh, my mother actually was quite an open minded individual. And uh, I remember watching my mother reading the um, Shirley MacLaine's out on a limb book, mm, you know, that like, it yes, was, that thing is like, out of, I forget how many pages, but it was a, a big book. And uh, I picked it up when I was just a child and I wanted to read it too, because I also watched the movie with my mother who, who loved Shirley MacLaine and her spiritual adventure on, you know, having, um you know, an astral experience, leaving her body and being in Peru. And so, man, when I was a kid, I had goals. I was like, right, I am going to Peru. I'm going to see <laughs> UFOs. I wanted to have my experience just like Shirley MacLaine, you know, when I was like a small child. Interesting. Um, and I remember, I, I remember being really absorbed with these other books that my, my grandmother had around. She had uh, Louise L. Hayes, How to Heal Your Life, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was so drawn to that book, not just because it had like the rainbow heart on it, you know, like the original cover art, but um. But I, I was um, in love with this idea that you can, you know, go a different direction with how you want to shape your life and, and being more in control of your life or understand your life better. And so I feel like it was just around me all the time. And my, my mother was really open to having conversations with me. We both believed in reincarnation. We both believed in past lives. Our greatest fun was to go to psychic fairs. You know, we would go to see psychics together and then compare notes. And so I guess you can say like, it's been my entire life in this way, just very open-minded, very deeply interested in all these things. And so therefore I'm still the same, always researching, always looking for more and, and exploring it myself too. So yeah, mm. it's been, it's been a great adventure. Yes. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your work and um, I'd like to focus on children's intuitive development program. And you say empowering your child to remember. Um, what exactly do you mean by that? And what's what sort of things do you do? So with empowering my child to remember, I, I have two, two young girls and I always felt that, you know, children are born already connected to source. They, they're already so connected, already know everything of what's going on, of who they are, of what they're doing here. They just have so much clarity and 
very quickly, you know, with children in society, going to school and, and following into the constructs of our culture uh, as it is now, children really do fall in line with forgetting a lot of that information. Mm -hmm. But what I understand is that if we can somehow maintain these memories, this understanding, if we can allow a child to express themselves and be who they are without steering them in a better, a different direction or what we think is best for them, allowing them to just be, we can, we can, um, you know, extend this, this essence that they are with so much um, memories and source and who they are within their, within their being. We can do this by just allowing, and it's a, it's a parenting strategy that I really advocate for as well. Um, and so the Children's Intuitive Development Program is sort of like a toolkit for parents to use these tools that I developed to bring them to their children, to also get their children into these conversations with the parent, because children don't know that what they're experiencing is is not normal or not everybody's conversation or not everybody's experience. They think it's normal. You know, children seeing spirits everywhere and yay. And they didn't realize that actually no one sees that. That's just me. <laughs> so right. if if a parent can interact with a child and, and explain, you know, some of these basic concepts of we understand that we're both energy and we each have our own unique gifts, you know, and we can openly share our experiences together. I think parents will be surprised as to what their children end up sharing with them, not realizing that, you know, that they could have that conversation because for them, it wasn't anything to have a conversation about in the first place. Mm -hmm. It was their normal. And so really the program is a set of tools. They are PDF downloads, um, experiments you can do with your child to really bring home some of these concepts that are very basic and simple um, and videos that are shortened and condensed and dynamic for kids and their entertainment um, to really, you know, try to drive home these ideas that were energetically based. We are energy. What does that mean? Let's explore it together. And, and so that's what the program essentially is. Interesting. Can you give us um, an example of what one of the tools, one of the tools that you use, and also maybe an example of one of the children other than your daughters that you've worked with? Mm. So my favorite uh, part of the program is um, connecting with your spirit team and doing a meditation with kids that that bring them to meeting their spirit guide. So we talk about spirit guides and what they might look like, what they might feel like and who they might be and what their job is or what they're there for. And so we lead it, we lead the children through a meditation and I've done this in groups and, um, and then the children all share as much as they would like to, or if they don't want to share it all, that's okay, but share, you know, who did they meet? What did they look like? How did they feel? Cause that's a really important piece to feel the energetic you know, um, impression of the being that you are visiting with and, and what do they, what do they have to say to you and what do they help you with and support you with? And so it's been incredible to see children in these, in these meditation groups be, you know, supported by their parents as well. Their parents are also present and also participating, which is a beautiful thing to share with your child as well, you know, mm -hmm. to share like, this is the spirit guide I met. And, and so that's been really beautiful to see that, but I have had one child who was so excited and he came to so much detail about his his uh, guide that he was presented with and described his name exactly what he said and how he felt and how amazing this is that he now has like a very close best friend that he can connect with anytime he's in need of 
any kind of help, whether he can't sleep at night, he's restless, or he got hurt and he's a little scared or worried, or that he's anxious about an event that's upcoming, any of these circumstances, that child now has a powerful tool to connect with a, a supportive being that is a very powerful energy being, highly benevolent, that is there contracted with that with that child to support them through anything that they might be going through. And so I've had some incredible experiences just like that in these meditation circles, because each week we do like a special meditation to really feel into what we're learning in that particular week with the program. And so I've had amazing experiences like that with kids. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, how do parents find you? Because I don't, uh, you know, a lot of parents are not tuned into spirit guides and those sorts of things. So how does, how does that, how does that work? How, how do parents also tune in? Well, find, well, well, how do they find you? How do you find the parents that, that believe in all of these things? And then they actually want their children to explore it. Well, you know, it's been it's been really fun to explore this myself because I feel like maybe perhaps it's quite niche, and there are not a great deal of many <laughs> parents who, right? <laughs> who who would be all over it. Right, um, right, but I right. feel like you know there are specific words that I use, like you know, um, star seed, light worker, um, and and I feel like the right people will find me. Yes. And I have had parents contacting me saying look, I'm pregnant and I want to know when do I get started? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so there are certain people that are super excited and fully on board. Um, and I, I use TikTok and I use Instagram primarily for, for my ways of trying to, you know, um, share with the community and also find my, my community members and people who mm -hmm. want to be part of this with me. And it's been, it's been really fun and quite successful for parents who are like, I would like to learn with you and I want to do this program. And so that's essentially where I'm going with how do I find these parents? Because I feel like there's plenty of them out there. Yes. But, um, but I just have to use the different social media tools to reach these people because they're not within my social um, community <laughs> in my, in my physical, I'm, I'm a weirdo, you know? <laughs> and so I find that um, I won't be finding them in, in my actual community here, but I likely will be finding them on, on the beautiful resource that is our internet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can, I can certainly relate to that. So how do you think this, this helps a child um, using, I know a lot of the things are fun and, how do you feel? And you alluded to that about the spirit guides, but it it helps them to feel deeply connected, feel like there's something bigger than themselves. Um, how how do you feel this helps them? Well, what I want to say to that is is that the way that our culture and the structure of our society is formed is just that the 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 second that you're able to be old enough to go to school, that is the instance when, and, and I'm not trying to poo-poo schools or teachers. I think that teachers are beautiful. Schools have their time and place in what they're there to support a child through their journey with. Uh, I find that the structure itself represents this authority figure that mm -hmm. knows everything and that children are empty vessels, which need to be filled with knowledge. But we, we know that that is not true. We know that children come in very much wise, very much fully intelligent. If anything, many of them who have incarnated before have already been through the school system. They're immediately bored with it and don't want to be there. And I find that a lot of parents are, are talking about that, how their child just 
doesn't really fit into school. It's not where they need to be. And that's, that's true because they've already done it for the most part right. for most children. Um, and the, the, what's, what's happening in these, in these uh, cultural environments is that the child is immediately understanding right away. Oh, I know nothing. And I have to look to adults outside of me to know anything. And then even further, when we're adults and we're drawn to, you know, religious institutions to find our wisdom and 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 to get inspiration and for our spiritual growth and development, a lot of these are structured in a way where the wisdom is not within you. It's outside of you. So you have to go here for this wisdom and support. You don't know unless you go here and receive it from this individual or from this group of people. And so our culture is structured in this way. And so what I'm trying to do is reverse that. I want parents to have the ability to teach their children right away. Actually, when an adult tells you something, that is their opinion, what they understand. But you might perhaps understand something different, and that's okay. And how we do that is we literally go within into our heart center. And I like to describe it as heart-centered discernment, because I really do believe that we have a higher self, although I try to, I use that term, but really what it means is inner, inner self. We have a powerful, you know, that is the seat of our consciousness and our, and our wisdom is in our hearts. And if we just imagine that we just take a breath and pause and shut everything down and have like a mindful moment and just drop into our heart and feel like we nestle right in there. Like almost like we imagine we're in this little heart space in our chest and we shrink up really small. That's how I describe it to children anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and just ask the question, what do I need to know about this right now? And the first voice, feeling, knowing image that comes is the, is our inner wisdom telling us what we should know because we know everything already. We really truly do. And so to bring back that, sovereignty that true sovereignty i know who i am and what a powerful tool to give our children as early on as possible because no matter what happens as they grow and age and now they're teenagers and now they're in all these different circumstances where they have to make really important decisions on who their friends are go to that party or not all they have to do is drop into their heart and ask themselves is this what i really want and they will have strength to say no to peer pressure when they're older as well and make better decisions when they're adults. And then the parents can, you know, relax a little bit because my child knows who that, who he or she is. And so I can take a, a seat back and let them make decisions because they're preparing for adulthood now. And we've been preparing for this moment all of their childhood, giving them the tools to know that they are wise, that they know better, right? And so that's essentially what I'm, um, I guess, aiming to do with this kind of work is reverse what the culture is saying is the best way to learn and to grow. Mm, I love that. It's so important that children do learn to, I, I remember a saying I said um, that someone said once about don't let the world just happen to a child that the child happened to the world you know mm -hmm. go from inside out not from outside in and unfortunately we've been getting it getting it very wrong and I'm hoping there there is some um transformation taking place and and you know you're you're a part of that um so I recently interviewed Kate Adams she's a head researcher in the UK with children and spiritual experiences and we talked a lot about dreams. It's really a great interview, not because of me being the interviewer, but because of who I interviewed. 
and um, unseen friends. I won't say invisible friends. And do you ever, does that ever come across when you're working with children and they go into their heart and instead of a spirit guide, maybe start talking about and um, one of those things. Talking about um, the dreams. Unseen, oh, dreams. dreams or what many call invisible friends and things like that. Seeing deceased loved ones. Yes, this is, there's been a lot of little circumstances like this. Um, um, there was a time when we moved into this house and my, my oldest child was upset and crying in her room because she saw a man standing in her doorway who had a, a bit of a, you know, a pot belly, a bigger belly. Um, and she smelled, um, cigars and, um, I, I sometimes would smell cigars in my house, but of course we don't, we don't smoke cigars. <laughs> and so, um, I found out that the man who had lived in that house previous to us, he lived alone. And uh, he also died in a car accident. <clears throat> and uh, it, that man was described to me by the other neighbors that remember him. And that was the man that my daughter was seeing. So we just made sure to talk about that and how that's very possible, how a fragment of his energy is still in the house. And so what we can do is we can, you know, ask him to go to the light, go uh, back to source um, and, and also that he no longer needs to be in this house and it's now our house. And just to make it very clear about our healthy boundaries, knowing that we could be seeing, uh, beings and being visited by, by other spirits and ghosts, if you will, but that we can absolutely put up boundaries and say, but that is not what I'm allowing today. Mm -hmm. And we can ask them to go away. Um, and so we've had instances like that. And with regards to dreams, okay, we're the family that sit down for breakfast and talk about our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> nice, and, nice. Um, I'm sure lots of parents do. And if, and if you're one of those parents out there that do this, you're a spiritual parent for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like to talk about our dreams because I really do believe that our dreams are our very real experiences, astral traveling while our body's at rest. I really do believe that we go to places we find information. I believe sometimes our dreams come out really weird. Like we, we can't describe exactly what it all means. And it's because our brain has tried to translate what our experience was in a context that makes sense for us living in this physical human experience. And so sometimes our dreams are hard to decode. Not that I want to decode them, but I just really want to like, just share the experience of the dream and, and take some pieces seriously. And some pieces have messages and wisdom, and maybe some are just going to remain mysteries. And so I've had um, my children share their dreams with me and have had really interesting revelations from them. Uh, the most recent one, for example, is my oldest daughter uh, was telling me that she kept having this dream that she was like a blue person and everybody else was blue. And, and they were sitting in this gigantic, enormous tree, kind of like they were bird people. And this tree was like vibrant, like it was like a yellow tree. And I, and I asked her, I said, oh, that's really interesting. Is there anything else that you noticed about it? You know, and just really trying to get more detail and accepting, you know, without saying, oh, that's weird. And oh, how cute, funny. I've had weird dreams like that too. Instead, just ask questions like, tell me more. That's so interesting. What do you think it means? And so we just kind of put that one in our back pocket. Like that's kind of interesting to have dreams like that. You know, tell me if you have another one like that. That's so cool. Yeah. And then, um, it turned out that we have uh, uh, met um, a family who uh, have a daughter 
who is a little bit younger than than my oldest daughter, but uh, she fully remembers being a blue avian being. She she remembers her planet. She has, you know, it describes her her spaceship where they all live. Um, and she wanted to connect with my daughter because she had a feeling that they were going to be good friends. And as it turned out, my daughter shared this dream memory with her and, and this little girl absolutely confirmed it. Oh yes. That yellow tree was where all the younger blue avians would always sit in and, and live in. Um, that's where the, the younger ones would always hang out. And so, you know, we, we don't have the the yellow trees anymore because our planet isn't there anymore um but that you had a memory of a lifetime on our planet as a blue avian and being with the younger ones that were always in those types of trees and it was just uncanny wow. how how that could happen you could get confirmed with your weird dream that could not possibly be true you right. know so <laughs> just right. wild wow wow yeah we've had a few people on the on the show that have talked about I talked about those sorts of things and um, people coming in, whether it's a near death experience or, you know, just a, a memory, even adults and remembering from, from other planets, which brings up your, your star seed program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. This, the star seed school is the children's intuitive development program. Oh, and okay. It is, yeah. It is just that is that program where parents use it as a tool to help their child, you know, just connect with the memories and remembering and also sharing more about what they already know because mm -hmm. they know so much already. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So what age kids do you work with and how, how long are these, are these schools? So I, I prefer if, if the child is older than five, just because I, I do understand that, you know, um, in the early years, the importance of just being free to play without mm -hmm. any specific uh, structure or rules or guidelines really necessarily, um, but just let them express themselves and explore their environment in a safe way. Up until the age of five, then they might be interested in actually focusing on something in particular. And again, it depends on the child. So if anything, I almost, I almost would say five and up is the, the age category that I would, you know, ask parents to consider the program because that's when maybe they can actually sit down with their child and present something in a fun way or watch the, the three minute video for, you know, a little bit and let's have a conversation to have more of a linear, you know, educational experience around it, which I think children are ready for that after the age of five. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have shortened my program. It was eight weeks. <laughs> I'm a dedicated person, uh, but I know that that is something that's very challenging for, for the modern parent to commit to yes. an eight week uh, program. So I've shortened it to four weeks. And then I have released um, two other of the programs that I felt were really special and important on their own for the parent to do on their own. And if they needed support, then to contact me, but four weeks. Um, and so each week would be a very short call, a live Zoom, where we do um, a check-in. Kids can share. Some of the kids are really excited about it. Um, and also to hear from the parents about the experience that they had and to deep dive a little bit more on the topic at hand and then to do a group meditation and then a sharing. So that's mm -hmm. essentially the, the formula that I've been using for these programs. Mm -hmm. And if a, if a parent wanted just to try something out just for the fun of it, and didn't want to like sign up right away. What what's what's an exercise that you would suggest that they do? 
Well, uh, for, for the longest while, I had a free offering on my website. I have to check to see if it's still there, but it was a spirit animal meditation. Yes. And it also came with um, a PDF that you could download to explain, you know, a spirit animal, the concept, uh, what your child might experience, what you might experience, how it's okay if it's a mosquito <laughs> and it isn't a big, you know, Siberian tiger. Lion, um, and, and it can be just as powerful to have a mosquito spirit guide, right? Um, and it can come come through as anything that is best for you at that time, because we have a myriad of different support beings and spirit beings that can present themselves in different manners for us to feel comfortable and be able to relate to them. Right. And so that's essentially what that is for me when we do. Um, so an animal spirit guide meditation was approximately like a four minute meditation you do with your child on your own. And um, and then you share together what you learned and what it means. And it's it's a tool that a child immediately has anytime that they're needing to communicate with a being to ask for support, then they can call upon their spirit animal. So that was something that I had for free for the longest while on my website. I have to check to see if it's still there. I apologize. But now that I've mentioned it, I will put it back on there just to make sure. <laughs> yes, they um that's exactly what they do with shamanic journeying, you know, is to find your to find your spirit animal. We had we had a conversation about that also. So um we need to wrap it up, but what what do you do with your with your girls on a regular basis in terms of meditation or checking in, I guess talking about dreams, which is which is really great. Yes, we, we do do our regular meditation. Um, if they're willing, like I always ask them first, would you like to? And I, and if they say no, okay, then I always you know put it to the side, not mm -hmm. right now. Um, I try to do um at least regular, at least once every couple of weeks, a meditation to connect with our spirit team, just to ask any questions, anything I need to know right now, right, and to give our children um some more tools, you know, some, some updates that they, maybe they could use for, for their life. Um, and then we also practice something called light sight. And what that is, is it's blindfolded sight. Now, I really believe that this is very much a basis for us realizing our actual energetic potential as powerful beings of energy that we are. And so what this is, is we put on a blindfold, we do a specific meditation, and then we do exercises that help encourage the consciousness to be expanded. And then the result is, is that you can actually see with your energy body rather than with your physical eyes. And um, I'm teaching my children how to do this because I really do feel that it's it's a tool as well to open up the other psychic centers, which may not be, which may be lying dormant at the time and also heighten their sensitivity to their environment and give them more tools that they can really rely and trust on trust in. Because with this practice, when they get validated, like I see red, well, exactly. I'm holding up a red color for you. This is when my child is like, oh, I can trust these insights and I can trust this intuitive hit and I know how to identify it now. And it's also giving them tools to trust themselves. And mm -hmm. so that's, um, I feel a very powerful tool for children and adults to practice that, you know, the fact that we're, we have psychic abilities, we have abilities beyond our physical limitations and, yes. and it's beyond our imagination, what is possible. And so that's a very powerful, uh, spiritual practice is what I like to see it as that can bring us closer to understanding ourselves as energetic beings. Mm. Nice. That's so important. Yes. I mean, even the psychics and mediums that I talk with when you're doing any kind of psychic, psychic development and, you know, so many people want to do mediumship work now 
And they all talk about it's it's a muscle just and you have to exercise it and you have to work it. And then to be validated is just huge. And for a child to be able to do that, it's so it's so important. Well, Nikki, thank you so much. If people want to do, do you have anything else that you'd like to like to share with us other than how to find you, which isn't too hard? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do want to say that as a parent from from my experience so far, like I'm still I'm still very much a human. I have my up and down days. I have my days when I get frustrated where I have to reel it in, revisit with myself. It's it's an ongoing spiritual healing journey being a parent. Um, But what I want to say is that you know, going down the, the path of being a spiritual parent can help you understand that our children are very much our teachers, so much our teachers teach us everything we need to know about ourselves as well, and to also bring us on a powerful spiritual journey with them. And it's one way to really enhance your relationship with your child and deepen it with so much trust and love is to go on this spiritual parenting path. Right. And so I will say that people can find me at uh, tuned and inspired soul.com. Um, and tuned and inspired is my social media with uh, TikTok and Instagram, is where I primarily um, share with my community in there. That's where people can find me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. This has been great. And our internet worked. So that was, that's really good, (laughs) but I really appreciate, and I love the work that you're doing. It's so important in this world today. So, um, so anyway, thanks. Thanks for, for bringing all this magic to the world. Thank you for this opportunity, Marla. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. You're welcome. And you have a great rest of the evening. You too. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you.